best boxing podcast in the world. What's going on, everybody? Another episode of Chief Seas Box Show. Angelo here with my boy JP. JP, what's up, man? We're about to talk a lot of shit. Quick. Yeah, we, we ain't got much time. You know where to find us. We're on every platform. You know the Twitter. God damn it. Let's get into this. Last weekend, Regis Progray, Josh Taylor, uh, majority decision uh, for Josh Taylor. Um, JP, what do you think about that fight, man? Good fight. Majority, no. Split, yeah. I mean, it could have went, truth be told, draw is what most people would call it. But he's over in the U.K., so that can happen. Uh, both of the fighters respect each other because they both took it to each other. Mm-hmm. So you got to give Josh Taylor his props for winning. I don't necessarily say, you know, it was a close fight, not a wide fight. Yeah. Um, probably won't be a rematch, but... It, 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 I would, it could be in a fight of the year talks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got no problem with t- Taylor winning. Um, I don't see too many people actually saying that, but they thought that, that Progray won. Uh, he started good, finished good. That middle part is what fucked him. It, it's kind of reminiscent of uh, Canelo Triple G won. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had moments here or there, but uh, Taylor just, to me, he figured him out. He controlled the middle of the fight, and I think he had, I think he did have more tools. And you know, a lot of people don't notice because I didn't do the show. I didn't do the show last week, but I thought that that was going to be the difference when me and JP talked about it. I said I thought Taylor was going to win it. I think he had a little bit more. His I thought his amateur background was probably a little bit better. I'm, I'm that that was just my opinion going into it. I think it played out that way. But man, Progress showed such great heart coming back. Um, I mean, if you looked at Taylor's eye afterwards, the day after, I mean, it was messed up and. And, and even Progress had a little bit of a shiner, and so, and look, honestly, if you if you wanted to ask me who I wanted to win, I wanted Progress to win, because I think there was an easier chance of him and Ramirez unifying the division, because Progress already worked with Top Rank, he's already did yeah. a fight in Fresno, you know, they kind of were building towards that. Taylor, I don't know, you know, because he's yeah. he's he's a little bit of a draw in in, in Scotland. Uh, not, I would say, not yet to the level of where Ramirez is in Fresno, but there's a difference between having Fresno and having a whole country behind you. Yeah. So, you know, if they can get that fight together, I would like to see it. Where, you know, we don't know. I mean, the thing is, if it was Progress, I already know it's in Fresno because the goddamn show ain't going to be in Lafayette again because mm-hmm. they only sold like 200 tickets. You know, New so, York? You're going to sell, you're going to put it, you're going to put that fight wherever it can sell the most tickets. Yeah. I think you're going to have to because. Putting on a neutral site is fine and all, but to give these guys the money that they're going to deserve, you got to sell the tickets, man. And uh, um, it, it's like this. All, this whole this whole month, even go back to Paterbiev and and, and Gavajdik, Gavajdik, man, is the loser really didn't lose. Yeah. Gavajdik got beat. 
he got stopped, but like they fought their asses off. These guys fought their asses off. You know, Spence and Porter fought their ass off. Derevinchenko and Triple G, they fought their asses off. There was no real losers in these fights. And a lot of people lost their O's. And I like that, man, because guess what? Now they got nothing to protect. Uh, Progray never seemed like a guy who was trying to protect it. And neither did Taylor, for that matter. Neither is Ramirez, for that matter. And so I think there's no doubt. Uh, all right, guys, sorry about that. Got cut off. Um, you guys notice we're going quick. I got like 20, 25 minutes tops today for a show. So that's why we're kind of rushing through things. Plus, my Astros got beat last night. So they, people could be catching some shit today. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens with these guys. If, you know, Progray, Taylor, let's see what happens next. I want to see a Ramirez fight. I'm sure it's not going to happen right away. I, I guarantee they're going to do the, the build-up fight because God knows Bob loves doing the, the build-up yeah. build fight. Um but uh, last weekend also, I think the other big fight had to have been, you know, uh, Shakur Stevenson, uh, Joet Gonzalez, and it, it was pretty dominant performance. And and I can say this, um, ever since uh, ever since Stevenson started wanting to fight women out in the street, uh, he's taking his game to the next level. I don't know if that's the key to it or not. Uh, but honestly, Stevenson was a guy who was kind of, eh, you know, coming up. You know what I mean? Like it's like, eh. I, I see something, but it ain't. I don't see it. I don't see anything special. And I know I've said that before. He looks to be a little bit more special than yeah. than. And, and maybe it's he's grown into his man strength. He dominated that fight. They tried to sell the shit out of it, the sister angle and everything, but that fight was never close. So I mean, I don't know. What do you think about his performance? He washed them. Yeah. And you know, and I say this about sometimes, even with the with the family angle part, when you concern more about putting a person in their place. Then fighting them, you putting yourself at a disadvantage, and that it 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 was too personal to the point where he Joe wasn't really in a he wanted the actual fight. He didn't want to, yeah. You know what I'm saying? A boxing match, so he pretty much lost on that because it looks like he just wanted to. I want to teach you a lesson, dog. You're in the wrong place for that. In the backyard, you do that. In the boxing ring, it's a different story. I think they actually they could have an opportunity to do that. Yeah. If they really wanted to because they're yeah. going to see each other. Yeah, exactly. Thanksgiving's coming up. Exactly. <laughs> hey, oh man, don't let a baby come. Anyway, <laughs> so I mean that's what it is. I mean, uh, kind of good, good speech afterwards. I, I even like calling out. Uh, God dog it. Who did you call out at the end of the fight? I done forgot because of the because of the family thing went on. Mm -hmm. Then the apology, not that sort of apology, but you know, hoping that they can patch things up. But then he called somebody out, and I forgot who it freaking was. But anyway, we're moving <laughs> fast. <laughs> we are moving fast. All right, guys. This weekend, Canelo Alvarez, Sergey Kovalev at 175. No Canelo catch weight. Uh, no, I don't think any rehydration clause either, which is. Could be an advantage to to Kovalev, obviously. Um, JP, who you got, man? I hate this fight right now, cause uh, as Andre Ward said, it's, he's Sergey Kovalev. He's not the crusher no more. And Canelo, better fighter, but I'm like, it hasn't really worked out for fighters going up two weight classes in the last few years. So I'm thinking to myself, you get gassed, you're the better fighter. Sergey is not who he used to be. But he can go 12. And Sergey got a new trainer. 
And it hasn't worked out for fighters well with new trainers either, especially as they get older. So I'm like, Canelo's definitely the better fighter, but I don't know how long he's going to be the better fighter in this fight because of the weight and because of the bulkiness. I'm going to still take him, but this is a fight where he just might be on the end of a jab all night mm -hmm. because that works. Because I remember when I told you, when I saw the picture of him, Kovalev's arm is like way, like his arm is like basically from Canelo's head to, to Canelo's waist. Yeah. So it's like, he can really just jab him and he's cool with that. So this is going to be interesting. And by the way, better counter puncher, shovel puncher, Canelo. Better body puncher, Canelo. Question is, if Sergey tries to make it a closer fight, he's going to get whipped. This is why I think Canelo's going to win, because Sergey going to make it a closer fight. People forget when Canelo lost to Floyd, even when he has tough fights with even Trout and them, it was predominantly because of a jab. If Sergey jabs, he wins. Sergey doesn't jab, he loses. And I think he's going to lose because he's going for the knockout. I tell you this, um, the conventional wisdom, the conventional wisdom, and it's, it's pretty easy to think, that Canelo is the better boxer, right? I'm going to dismiss that myth. Right? Because if you think about it, better boxer Canelo or Andre Ward. Okay. Get your point. Kovalev outboxed Andre Ward that first fight. There was no doubt about it. He outboxed him that first fight. The second fight, Andre Ward didn't outbox him. He bullied him. Yeah. Now, Canelo could bully him, maybe. But he also is not as big and not as strong as a puncher, maybe, as even uh, an Andre Ward. See, these are the questions we don't know. The questions we don't know is how can he take that punch? Will his weight, will his power carry up? Uh, and I, I know it's body punching power is what we're talking about. But still, we'll see, you know. And when Kovalev throws that stiff jab out, we he hurt Ward with jabs. So, there, I mean, and I know Canelo's chin is strong, but all it takes is that one, like, mm, I didn't like that, to keep him on the outside. And let's put it like this. In his three losses, the first one to Ward, which I thought he won, the second one to Ward, which he was ahead on the car on one of the cards at least when it's time of the stoppage. When he lost to um, Alvarez, he was ahead. He was ahead on the cards. So this guy really has never been outboxed. He outboxed Ward first fight. He outboxed Hopkins. He can fucking fight. He can box. Oh yeah. And so you know, people think because Canelo's skill set is a high skill set that he's just gonna he's just a better boxer than him. That that isn't necessarily played out because when he's faced boxers like Trout, like Lara, he struggled. Floyd, he struggled. So I think that you're going to see Kovalev. I think I think he'll be able to take the power. I think that that yard fight was really a big fight for him to, to kind of persevere through uh, adversity. And this is his third fight. I think I think this is his third fight with Buddy McGirt. Yeah. So now. Now, this is where they start to find the groove. Usually, the new trainer is the third fight they find the groove. Um, and I think he's going to I think he's gonna outbox him. I, th I think that he'll, he'll win seven or eight rounds, which means Canelo will win the fight by a split decision. <laughs> I mean, it's just obvious. He's, he's not going to beat Canelo, you know, on the cards <laughs> in Vegas. It doesn't matter. But I tell you what, I, I think Kovalev will do enough to earn, to deserve a victory. Not sure he's going to get it. But you never know. These are the fights that where you don't expect the cards to reflect what you see in the ring. That actually they do. I forgot something. 
this is a quick turnaround for Kovalev. He's going to be sharper in this fight than he was his last mm-hmm. fight. So Canelo is probably going to get the best Sergey Kovalev of this year. So this is the interesting part because if he feels like he's the crusher, he's going to get close. Close not might not work for him in this fight because I heard Buddy McGurk him talk about him going to the body more. Because of his height, he's going to get hit on the way out because he doesn't have a defense for that. So it's going to be interesting. But I don't think Canelo can knock him down or knock him out. Yeah, that's the one thing I'm not sure of. And so, when you talk about the quick turnaround, that's always a plus for a fighter. Yeah. Um, he didn't have time to get out of shape, get the fucking boozing and shit like that, right? And look what it did for... Uh, for Andy Ruiz you know that was a quick turnaround for the Joshua fight mm-hmm. this fight coming up long long layoff and we saw a lot of taco eating on that fucking Ruiz <laughs> I'm not saying that that could be I'm just saying like that can really play a role I really expect Kovalev to be as sharp as he can be look he is at an advanced age as far as in his career um, but I think he's still got enough left in the tank for boxing wise now like you said if, if Canelo works his way in it, it could be trouble because can, uh, Kovalev's body is equal to Amir Khan's chin. I mean, it's just he—he, he, he, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's it got a glass stomach, I guess you would say. Uh, <laughs> but I think he—I think he'll—I think he'll do enough to earn the victory. The question is, is with the Canelo fight, always is it really can you get that victory? Hell, he even got a goddamn majority—he uh, a majority loss to Floyd. He—he t- he got a draw on one of them cards against Floyd. So I mean, come on, man. He, it just clears day that he gets those those advantages on the cards. I think it's time to go in on the belt now, because <laughs> that's all. That's all facts. Can't say nothing about that. Um. All right. So we didn't we didn't get to it last week. We know that 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 Vasil Lobachenko was elevated to franchise champion. Now here's the thing. We knew that he was going to be elevated to franchise champion before this fight. This is not, this is not something that we didn't know was going to happen. Um, and I, I, I'm positive I said it on Twitter. I don't know if I said it on the show. This is what I know. If I, I don't know if I said on the show, the first time like, if he takes that franchise belt, and I think I did. If he takes that franchise belt, guys, he's not the undisputed champion. If he, even if he beats the winner of Comey, and. and well, I did it again. Lopez. I did it again. I did it last time, too. <laughs> we talked about that. Um, the franchise belt is not a real fucking belt. I don't give a shit what anybody says. They can manipulate him. Yeah, but we know he's the real champion. How do we know he's the real champion? You know why he got that title shot? Because they elevated Mikey Garcia to champion emeritus. So he fought for a bullshit belt as well because the real champion was Mikey Garcia. He still hasn't lost that, that belt, right? So... If that's the case, if he's a champion because Mikey was elevated, well, guess what? Devin Haney's a champion because Loma was elevated. You got to stay consistent, people. I know it fucking hurts people's feelings, especially Lomachenko fans. So I'm going to, instead of cussing, I'm going to get very, uh, let's see, articulate for a minute. So you can never be a real champion if you have a belt that you can never lose. You can never really be a champion if somebody elevates you to a status that you can't get challenged at. So by the premise of these belts in general, and we was clowning about this a week ago, I was like, well, I bet you there will be no heavyweight uh, franchise champion because there's nowhere to go. See, 
the, the franchise belt has this little wiggle room where you can go to whatever weight class you want to go, up or down, however you feel like it, whenever you feel like it, against whoever you feel like it, while you have no mandatories. So exactly what are you, how can you be a champion without a mandatory? How can you be, how can somebody challenge you if they don't know which weight class you're going to be in? So, and then all of a sudden it's like, I know this ain't about pay-per-view because pay-per-views ain't really selling like they used to. So it ain't like you the pay-per-view king because it really is just average or below average. So what is this about? Personally, we need to top every boxing uh, sanctioning body and make as many belts as possible, to make as many champions as possible, to take as many fees as possible, and there will be no real champ. You know, we made fun of, was it the WBA or the WBO? Yeah, WBA. Well, who's the champ? If you, first, and the only be two franchise champs that technically cover six or seven different weight classes but have no challengers in six or seven different weight. Okay, fine. Fine. Just print out all the Ted DiBiase belts you can. That's all that is. I'm done. Look, and I said this, I said this when, when, when Haney fought there's a reason it's an interim belt. They already knew that this was going to happen. So when people say Haney didn't win the belt, yeah, he did. Because it was ba- it was technically already vacated because they knew they would elevate him. That's why he fought for an interim title literally, what was it, the week or two weeks after Lomachenko won the vacant belt. He's fighting for the interim title. Why is that? You know, it's the same way that, it, it's the same way that uh, Keith Thurman won his first world title. He got, he got elevated from regular to, 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 to super champion, whatever the fuck their, their real champion is, when Floyd vacated the, the WBA belt. This shit happens all the time, people. You know, and nobody said, man, Keith Thurman ain't a real champion. No. He, 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 he had the regular title, was elevated, and that's the same thing that happened with Devin Haney. I, I may not like it, but it's the truth. And on top of that, all of the, all of the fighters who wind up inheriting the title, because that's how people are going to look at it, they all challenged the quote-unquote franchise champion at some point. Yeah. So they weren't running from the smoke. They actually wanted to fight. You're not on the franchise level. Well, whoever is going to be on the franchise, how can you be on the franchise level if you can't fight the franchise champion? If you beat the franchise champion, you still ain't the franchise champion. This ain't nothing but a shell game. This is the People's Champ Award. Yeah, yeah. This is what the, the People's Champ Award. Uh, is this going to be a big eyebrow on the, on the belt? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, here's, here's where it is. People are like, man, you guys go hard on Lomachenko. I caught this on Twitter. No, don't go hard on Lomachenko. What I do is I go, it's counter-programmed to the bullshit that you see on the internet. Everybody fucking blowing the guy for every fucking thing he does. Look, he's a great fighter. He's I had him number two on my pound for pound list. It ain't it ain't him. It's the fans. It's the fans bullshit that come with it. It's the well he's Loma so I like him so I'm gonna make an exception for him. When Canelo got the franchise champion it was bullshit, you know, but now that Lomachenko has it, he's the real champion. No, no. Once you got that you you are no longer the champion there. Now 
If he wins, he's going to be undisputed. No, he won't. He will have three of the titles. He won't have it. This is the equivalent to the Tiger Slam. It's when you want your favorite player to have something that they can't attain. Everybody thought Tiger Woods was the best golfer ever. And he was going to win a Grand Slam. Well, guess what? He didn't win a Grand Slam. So he carried it over to the next year, and he won He won four consecutive majors, but not in the same calendar year, which is the Grand Slam. So they call it the Tiger Slam. This is going to be the Loma disputed, Undisputed Championship because it's not going to be a real fucking uh, title. It, it doesn't go with what the people who have actually done it, you know, be, because he may, in, in, in between, he may have had to defend against Haney. But he don't want to do that. So if you don't want to make defenses of a belt, then you don't have a belt. Well, unless you're Don Stevenson back in the day. You, this is all, all this is the equivalent to is everybody who's ever played video games. The franchise champion, you're the big boss at the end of the game who never fought anybody. And the player that you were had to fight his way all the way up to the big boss, and he's so great. But if you beat him, they just make a number two. And in the next year, he's still the big boss at the end, and he's he's better now. Like it's bull, man. It's like facing who's it? Who was he faced twice in Mike Tyson's Punch Out? Ah. Oh. Was a Super Macho Man? Maybe something like that. He's I don't one know. of them. But anyway, uh, maybe Piston Honda actually. Um, here's the thing, like, you know, and I see this. Well, Haney, even if Haney was gonna do it, he don't deserve it. What the fuck is deserve anymore? I never want to hear earn or deserve a title when it comes to Lomachenko. And I'll tell you why. Not because he hasn't earned the right to be at a, at a status where he is. It's because, guess what? Lomachenko didn't deserve or earn his first two title shots, but he still got them. So I don't want to hear that. You know, that's just the bullshit that his fans do to, to try to make... Forgetting how this motherfucker came into the pro game. He negotiated a fucking ch- a title, a title shot when he turned pro. So he didn't earn or deserve those things. He got them because he negotiated them. So guess what? If he ends up being a number one contender, you know, they said the same thing about Lopez. Mm-hmm. He didn't deserve it. But if he fights one more fight against a champion, now he deserves it. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? If, if, if anybody, like, I have, if you're a great fighter, you're a great fighter. Loma's a great fighter. Yeah. But they're asterisks to some of his wins. Even some of the... Has anybody noticed? When's the last time you what, you didn't see Nicholas Walter for damn near a year or year a year plus before he fought Lomachenko? You seen Nicholas Walters after that fight? Nope. See, these are people who are actually threats to Lomachenko, and you don't understand. It's like a firewall around this guy at times. With the when he got the first title shot against uh, Salido. It was they were already trying to give him the belt in general. So did he did he beat the people he was supposed to beat? Yeah. But there are some asterisks. He beat Rigo. Fair and square. Rigo asked for, him, but here's the one thing. People gotta remember. Rigo asked to fight him years prior, and he said he wouldn't do it. So the same way that when we do the same thing with Canelo as the franchise champ. It took him years to fight Triple G, but he just didn't want to do it. But then he got older, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, people say it's smart. Here's the problem, though. When you're a champion or, quote, unquote, a franchise champion, you got to take one thing into consideration. If you keep fighting people, when you feel like you got to, when you feel like they're shot or on the verge of being shot, you're going to, this is why people look at him about, why would you fight David Haney? Because it look, it's starting to look like you could be better than Devin Haney. 
but he too young and it's too much of a threat for you to take. So you're going to be lunch meat because you keep putting shit off. Same thing with, with, with Canelo. He's got people at 160 and 168 that could actually give him a problem. He keeps putting it off. You can't put it off forever. Sorry. I got to pay my bills today. I was late. Guess what? The bitches still do. <laughs> You're going to have to pay. All right. We're going to cut it off there. That is it. That's all the time I got. That's all the time we got. Um, remember, you can follow the show on Twitter, Cheap Seats Box, iTunes, rate review. You'll be next unofficial sponsor. You know how we do it, JP. JP, is there anything else, man? This is where the fighters fight and the fans commentate. And we do it just like you from the Cheap Seats. We ain't buying no tickets, goddamn it. Peace. Again, I'll be the next heavyweight champion.